Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. What's going on YouTube? It's Sensei the place to be chilling with Tony Mr. Andy back with another NXT TakeOver review. Let me start out by saying this. I am ex severely exhausted. And what I mean by that's a good thing. I woke up this morning, slight headache, little hangover, and I knew that I needed to get this review out and it's kind of late. But this has got to be one of the best, if not the best, NXT TakeOver show from top to bottom. There was no filler matches. There was no buffers. Each match was from good to great. I'm, I'm not even lying to you. Good to each single match was from good to great. There was nothing. First of all, right now, over the show in itself is a damn near perfect show. It's an A or A plus, easily, easily. And I, I'm telling y'all right now. I hope, I really do hope y'all go back and check this. So y'all watch this. We actually have some live reactions to this show, and we reacted to the North American Championship ladder match. And we reacted to Tommaso Ciampa, Giant Gargano, unsanctioned match. And at first, what I thought was going to be the main event, they switched it. And they made Amundsen Black the co-main event. And I'm happy with the decision. I am happy with the decision. And now there are some things that happened. I, I, I feel as though that um, WWE benefits from when they do, their, when they do WrestleMania tonight. But... For right now, we have to get into my review of NXT. TakeOver New Orleans. And they went all out. Now, usually NXT Brooklyn is the one where they go out. That like That's their WrestleMania. But this time, they actually treated this like their WrestleMania. They actually had the band. I forgot what the band's name uh, was out there playing uh, when, when they first opened the show and everything. It was It was really, really good really good and i was like okay nxt is taking it seriously they know that they got to they got they got to bring it they have to bring it tonight because wrestlemania 34 is such a stacked card as it is you really have to uh you really have to bring it so of course now i called the opening match usually when you have a ladder match like this and it's uh uh they usually have it open the show usually now uh like I said, since it's only a five-match card, there was no way because you figured that this ladder match with, with the talent that was in here, 
the talent that was in here was they were going to set the bar very, very high. It'll be so hard to follow it. So they had to put it on first. So the first match on the card is the North American Championship, which is Adam Cole, baby, versus EC3, the 1% versus the Velveteen Dream versus Killian Dame versus Lars Sullivan versus the debuting Ricochet. And for those who have not watched, well, if you watch Underground, Ricochet is Prince Puma, or if y'all just watch PWG or stuff like that, Ricochet is something good. Something, something really good. Now, uh, first of all, my pick to win this match was the Velveteen Dream. Now, so the match gets started, and it's a car crash. They, they have, of course, Killian Dame and Lars Summer paying the big men here. So many spots in this matchup. So many. That you couldn't even count. But we're going to try to get through them. Now, my pick to win this was the Velveteen Dream. I think he can really benefit from having the mid-card championship because he's over. He's a heel, but he's over. And what I did, the Velveteen Dream Ricochet was uh, in the ring. He had exchange, and uh, Ricochet was doing a handspring, head scissors, and it was it was just a good showing for Ricochet. The crowd was jumping, but the first big spot he had was uh, Lars, uh, Killian Dame does a dive through the ropes on Lars Sullivan, which, by the way, Lars Sullivan does, like, the most graceful catch to Killian Dame, like, the most safest catch. That was, like, the most safest spot in that matchup, to be, be honest with you. And then Ricochet jumps onto the middle rope, then to the top rope, and does a shooting star press, which he almost, almost overshot. He almost overshot, and I was a little scared for it because... His knees landed around right his shoulders, and I was like, he could land on his neck, and it could just went all types of wrong, but he didn't. I was like, it's better than Kidman's, and it's kind of better than Johnny Mundo's. Johnny Mundo's is a, a complete one, and he like he puts his feet on your, your feet on your head. Great spot by Ricochet. Not only now you would sit there and think that Lars Sullivan and Killian Dane was in there just to be the, the strongman. No, everybody in this match was made to look good. Seriously. It wasn't just people that was in there just because I was just like, okay, Lars and Killian is gonna be the big man, the strong man in the match, where Ricochet's gonna do all the spots, and then you're gonna have the like the EC3, Adam Cole, stuff like that. Well look, everybody looked good in this one. They, uh Adam Cole had a super kick party, super kicked everybody in the ring. EC3 looked uh pretty good on his uh debut in the ladder match. He took some nasty spots as well. There was one spot that EC3 is on the the uh the mat. The ladder is on top of him, and uh, Killian Dame does that senton and then goes to the top. It is a Vader bomb with Adam Cole around his neck. EC3 is just dead for about four minutes. He doesn't even move from underneath that ladder. It's like, I was like, it's amazing that he might get a concussion test after that because it's like the ladder landed right on his head. Also, Velveteen Dream comes out and starts dropping Purple Rainmakers. And the spot I call, he gets the big ladder. I mean, this is a huge ladder now. He climbs all the way to the top. He's so high, he's actually, it looks like he's past the belt. Like, he's actually almost looking down at the belt. And he goes and gives a purple Rainmaker elbow to Lars Sullivan. And there's everybody in this match, like, gets busted open somehow. And uh, Velveteen Tree tries to go climb the ladder again. EC3 gives him a power bomb onto another ladder that's set up in the corner. That was a hard spot to take. Uh, 
also Velveteen Dream that that uh steam not not the steamroller but that uh rolling death valley driver that he does he did the ricochet on the ladder the crowd was chanting please don't die please don't die and then we get uh Lars Sullivan gets a freak accident to kill a dame we also get that there's a ladder set up between the, uh they do this they do this twice actually so it takes all six guys out they got one ladder on the ring to the uh, announce table and Velveteen Dream was laying on it and then uh, Laura Sullivan takes EC3 and gives him a freak accident through the ladder through Velveteen Dream those three are done then you have Ricochet on another ladder and Adam Cole is being holed up by Killing Dame in the World's Strongest Slam and Killing Dame just goes for like a bonsai drop on the ladder to Ricochet it's crazy it is it's, 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 a, it's a crazy controlled spot fest if you can believe it or not then there's a time when ricochet's on in the ladder in the ring killing dame is pushing it oh it was a kid no i think killing dame was on the outside no i could no i think it was ac3 and adam cole and uh he tips it backwards i'm just like wait who's gonna break his fall but he turns it into a moonsault and does a moonsault to them outside the ring and i'm just like Yo, the things Ricochet can do. I've seen Ricochet wrestle in the Indies before. I'm just saying. I've seen him. He came to the House of Hardcore and took on Sammy Callahan. And that match was just phenomenal. But the things that they were doing in this match, the punishment they were putting themselves to. Lars Sullivan gets split open on the side of his head. I don't know where that came from. Because these ladders, for some reason, they don't. It's like they are not giving at all. Not as much as the WWE ladders do. These ladders aren't giving at all. I'm like, these are more, a little bit more sturdier ladders, it looks like. But uh, these guys put their body through hell in this matchup. Then they do the, the classic three ladders in there, all six guys climb, and then you get all knocked down. Of course, we got to have that spot happen. And uh, finally, when uh, it looks like uh, Lars Sullivan is going to win, Ricochet like, does a Spider-Man, grabs right to the back of his throat, and the whole ladder comes down. EC3 is on a ladder. Ricochet does a shooting star press to him. I thought he was going to do a 630. But he did not do the 630. He did a shooting star press. But I was a little disappointed that we did not see a 630 in the match. Because that move is just phenomenal. If you guys have not seen Ricochet land a 630. He is really good at knocking that move down. So the action is going back and forth. And I'm still thinking like, okay, we're... I need Velveteen Dream to win this because that was my pick to win it. And I had a lot of people there that's picking EC3 to win this. So uh, as Velveteen Dream gets knocked off, Ricochet is climbing the ladder. He's all by himself. Everybody, the crowd is going crazy for Ricochet to win this match. And then all of a sudden, Adam Cole out of nowhere comes, knocks Ricochet off the ladder. And then he climbs up. Adam Cole is your new... NXT North American Champion. And I did not see that coming because I figured since he's doing double duty and they were going to retain the tag team champions, I didn't think they were going to give the whole Undisputed Era the championships. But, uh, hey, I'll get to that in a minute. So, that was a excellent opening match. Everything that you wanted in a ladder match, it had. It now, like I said, it was a spot fest. But, it, it was a spot fest where everybody had control and everybody looked good. And I'm not talking about some everybody had moves, no. Everybody looked good. Lars Sullivan looked powerful and strong. Killing Dane looked dominant and agile. EC3, like the newcomer, like, hey, he is the one percenter. Velveteen Dream is proving why he is the real deal. He should probably should have won tough enough. 
Ricochet is just Ricochet. You know, there's no need to explain Ricochet. And Adam Cole is great. It, everybody looked great in this match. This match, 10 out of 10 stars for me. It, it, it was great. This is on my match of the year tracker for 2018. It was an awesome opening match. And then I knew that I knew the next match could not follow. But however, it did solid. And the next match is for the NXT Women's Championship. Amber Moon takes on Shayna Baszler. Nice video package. Now, <coughs> when they came to Philly for the Royal Rumble, I was not really all cool with the NXT uh, her versus Amber Moon match. I was like, it's okay. I like the ending a little bit, but she needs some work. This match was stiff. This match, it, they were just brawling. And it starts off, and they start getting the punches in, and then... She gives Ember Moon some strong knees, uh, a nice punch out to the floor, and Ember Moon rolls out. By the way, Ember Moon comes out, her entrance is being played live, I guess, by the, the group that sings her song. So that, that was all really cool as well. So, uh, nice spots on there. And then Ember Moon, uh, with Shayna Baszler trying to step on her arm, and do the little arm thing, Ember Moon moves out the way, and she steps on Shayna Baszler's arm. And then she starts working on her shoulder to the point where it's like Shayna Baszler. I will give her credit for this. She can sell her ass off. And it, she sold it like her arm was ripped out of a socket, like it was dislocated. And she was wrestling with one arm. And to the point she rolls out to the apron and she's smacking her arm against the ring post. Against the ring post like Mel Gibson lethal the weapon to pop it back in socket. And she does that. Amber Moon, as she's on the outside, goes to the middle rope and does an eclipse to the outside of the ring. Cool spot. They're both down. They both get back in the ring before the count of nine. Amber Moon, uh, still, every time Shannon Bates try to lock in that coquita clutch of that sleeper, Amber Moon goes right back to that shoulder and, like, she... So and Shannon Bates was so like she got dislocated again. So I was just like, oh my god, there's so much going on here. So, Amber Moon goes up for an eclipse again, and this time, the first time ever, she gets caught, and gets caught into the uh, that sleep roll, and then she hurts her shoulder again, but Shayna Baszler probably has done one of the most unique things, this is what makes her look like a badass, this is what put her over the top for me and gave her, moved up a couple pegs, is that she only has one arm, but she's not trying to like half sell it and say I'm gonna still I'll I'll go through the tenacity and use this arm. She's like, no, this arm is done. It's dislocated. Something I can do with it. She reaches got Moon's arm around her neck and she reaches around and grabs her own hair to keep the hole locked in because she can't use her other arm. That is the most sickest shit I have seen. That spot right there. She grab she has Moon in the sleeper and she grabs her own hair to keep. Ember Moon in there, and Ember Moon eventually passes out. She doesn't tap out. They don't make her look weak. She passes out, and Shayna Baszler is your new NXT Women's Champion. If she had lost, the whole Aurora to Shayna Baszler would have been done. But this girl right here, this woman right here, proved something to me in this match. Now, is it as great as the ladder match? No, but it followed enough to the point this match gets a solid B from me. This was way better than the one to take over Philly. I know they was going to have a good one. This was a well, well put together book match. So I was very thankful for that. Third match coming up is for the Dusty Classic and the Tag Team Championships. And that is the Undisputed Era, which is 
uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole says Bobby Fish is injured. Taking on Roddy Strong and Pete Dunne, taking on AOP. In the beginning of this match, AOP is dominating the matchup. <clears throat> Going back and forth, dominating, dominating, dominating. And then uh, I, it was so confusing at first. I was like, I don't know if they're, allowed, they're supposed to tag in, if it's Tornado, if it's a triple threat match. And then you got tagging your partners. I didn't know what it was. But then we finally get some tags here. <clears throat> Roddy Strong and Pete Dunne uh, working out on AOP. Uh, Pete Dunne just did a little crack to the fingers to AOP. Like like Marty Scroll does in Ring of Honor. Man. <clears throat> that was nice right there. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly comes in. They have, Kyle O'Reilly and Roddy Strong had some nice uh, offensive stuff along with Pete Dunne. Kyle O'Reilly was in the match mostly by himself because AOP worked on Adam Cole and then put him through the announce table. And that right there, of course, set it up that Adam Cole would have to work back-to-back matches. So uh, he got a little rest time out there. So he was, after the announce table spot, he was done after that. Adam Cole was done after that. So <clears throat> in the meantime, the match is going on. The, ma- the, the match uh, was pretty good. And what really made it was that Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne were in the ring by themselves. And then uh, Pete Dunne hits the bitter end on Kyle O'Reilly. And as the pinnacle, I'm like, they won. It's going to be like another Finn Balor Samoa Joe thing where they make a makeshift tag team and they win. <clears throat> but then they kick, uh, Roderick Strong kicks Pete Dunne in the head, gives him the end of heartache. And then Kyle O'Reilly pins him. And Kyle O'Reilly looks so shocked. And Roderick Strong, he takes off the sleeve, the Undisputed Era sleeve, and puts it on his arm. And he joins the Undisputed Era. Uh, Adam Cole's on the outside, shocked as always. And uh, they go, and he gives them the Tag Champions, and they celebrate in the ring. And then Bobby Fish comes out, and he goes up there with the the trophy, and they are now, Adam Cole is the North American champion, and then Undisputed Era is the tag team champions, and then they won the Dusty Classic as well, with Roderick Strong joined them as they're all up there doing the Undisputed Era logo. By, by Fish out there with crutches. So that was a, a decent move. There, there was a while ago when they tried to get Roderick Strong to join that team. Uh, that, that was back before War Games happened. <coughs> but Seeing Roderick Strong go heel, that brings brighter things. Like, okay, he's going to stay in NXT because he's not going to get called up just yet. Neither is Pete Dunne. Neither are a couple of these guys. So it's like, finally, we're going to build NXT. We're going to build something on it. That right there was very, very good. I, I'm going I'm to enjoy heel Roderick Strong. And you need somebody to defend the Tattoo Champions also because Bobby Fish is out. Now, was this the plan all along? Not sure. But... Having Bobby Fish out now, Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly can make a great tag team. And uh, Adam Cole, the singles guy, then, when, then, of course, when Bobby Fish does come back, if Adam Cole's still the champion, he can go for the NXT champion and give Roderick Strong the uh, North American. They can just dominate the whole NXT if they want to do that. But um, it's interesting to see. So that was the most shocked thing. Now, to me, out of all the matches, this was the weakest match. And when I say weakest match, I mean like at a B-. minus. Because I actually enjoyed the Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon match a little bit more. N- nothing topped the, really the ladder match up until now. And the tag match was like, it was a good match, but the moment really set it off for me. Uh, 
Okay, and then we, we, which we think would be the unsanctioned match next, but no. Next is for the NXT Championship, we have Andrade Cien Amas takes on Aleister Black. Now, these guys have had a match a year ago when Aleister Black was uh, still new, and Andrade Cien Amas did not. Um, he wasn't the, the champion yet, didn't have Selena Vega, nothing of that nature. So. Uh, the match starts off, and Black is sitting there getting the kicks in, throws them out, and he does that little fake off the ropes. He, as he does the backflip, he does not, he's not able to sit in a, like, in, in Indian position, but he does a backflip and, like, lands like he did, like, Velveteen Dreams in a way, but then hurry up and go, goes to the other side, jumps on the, t the, the second turnbuckle, and does a back, a moonsault onto Andrade Cienamas, and that's how you can tell. Uh, how much of a veteran he is? He he, he was really good at that because like people could have said you fucked up, but he really did. He really made it all just look good. So I am uh, I'm glad about that. So the match is going on, and uh, they are doing some nice spots in this matchup, and it's like they they got a lot to, to follow because the show has been great up until this point, and we we get the spots where. Andrade does that double foot stop to the outside of the ring. He has a uh, black setup, but he does it to the outside of the ring. That move always scares me. Uh, Alistair Black goes for the sunset flip powerbomb for the top row, but then Amos has a backflip out of it, tries to go for the running knees, and he misses. And then uh, that was a uh, – I forgot what happened after that, but that, that that was a nice move. There was also a scare when he hit the black mask on Amos. I had Amos to win this match. And he goes for the pin, but then Selena Vega puts his foot right up on the ropes. I was like, whoo, heel managers. I love heel managers, and I'm glad they're bringing them back. That's an act that if, he, if they call up Amos, he cannot come up without Selena Vega. And uh, Selena Vega goes and tosses her uh, his, uh, her Karana's uh, Alistair Black to the steel steps. She comes in again as, as trying to give Amos the, the belt, and she comes in and gives... Uh, one of those head planting head scissors to like Amazing Red would do back in the day uh, to um, Alistair Black. And he sold the hell out of it. And Amos uh, goes over the cover, but Black still kicks out. Then I like, I love the moonsault spot that he does. Like, I've seen Coca Banner do this, but with a regular splash. But Amos does a moonsault. He lands on his feet as Alistair Black rolls out the way. And as soon as he lands on his feet, he does another moonsault. Right on Alistair Black. It's great. By the way, Amos does it. And then uh, on the apron on the outside, he does the same running knees on the outside to the ring post like he did the Giant Gorgano, did the Alistair Black. And, you know, that was over. Then there was a, a nice transition where Alistair Black goes for the Black Mask, but then Amos drop kicks him right in the back. And I was like, it, it, was, it was a really good matchup. And then Selena Vega tries to go for a crossbody on Black. He misses. Uh, Amos catches him and he gives him a black mask and then one, two, three, Alistair Black is your new NXT champion. Now, I thought they was going to give it to Amos and have him keep it until the next takeover, which will probably be midway between Brooklyn or if they still, because they did, it did five last year with Chicago. So, I thought they may hold it off till then and give Black the championship. But, he has it now, and it was a, it was a really feel good moment. It was great to see. Then we have main event time, and this main event time, it is um 
the unsanctioned matchup. And I got a lot going. I'm sorry, I got a lot going on here. But there's a lot uh, unsanctioned match between Tommaso Ciampa, Django Gano. This match was a year in the making. Now it wasn't meant to be this long, but just the way fate had it, it's just that the way the things fell into place. It couldn't happen at a better time. It really couldn't because Ciampa got injured when he turned on Gorgano at Takeover Chicago. He was out for nine months. They, they had that rivalry with the CWC and everything. And now at WrestleMania weekend in New Orleans, he's finally able to come back. And he has been so angry at Ciampa. And he hates the fans and hates to hold up the Giant Gorgano signs and everything. And if Gorgano wins, he gets his job back at NXT. And if Ciampa wins, Gorgano is banned from forever from NXT. And now, however, I uh, had my pick that Gorgano was going to win this matchup. I, that was my pick. Gorgano is going to win the matchup. I, and I, if you guys see our reaction, it's going to be up later on today. You guys will see that the whole everybody else was on the side of Ciampa. Well, yeah, me and Swag was on the side of Gorgano. So, Tommaso Ciampa comes out to no music. He got the Dolph Ziggler done right. Comes out there with the slow walk, nice uh, jacket he has on. And they are booing him. I mean, and they, the fans are ruthless. To Tommaso Ciampa in his whole match, then Giant Gargano comes out and he gets a uh, he gets a nice pop, and then they, they go. Now I love how they explain the unsanctioned match, saying the ref is only placed there to conduct the pinfall submission. Not there's no rope breaks, there's no stopping the match for any reason other than that it's unsanctioned. And they got like a special ref in there. He's wearing all black, got on black gloves. That's how you treat an unsanctioned matchup. I'm sorry, when it comes to the main roster, they, they don't treat the unsanctioned rules applied the right way, especially recently. But this is how it should be taken into account. This is what the unsanctioned match should be. So, <clears throat> they start going off, and they start brawling, and these guys take some heavy, heavy hits in this matchup. Now, the, one would say that this match started off a little bit slower in their CWC match and there were some slow moments in the match but the storytelling was so great in this matchup that I enjoyed they had some some quick things some quick shots uh, Gorgano comes in with the slingshot spear at the beginning starts punching on Gorgano and then he starts kicking him I mean uh, on Ciampa and starts kicking Ciampa over and over and over and over and over again the referee cannot stop it the fans go nuts for all that and then uh, he, he tosses uh, wait Ciampa no he tosses Chopper into the crowd, does a leap on the Gargano into the uh, a leap on the Chopper. I keep getting these names mixed up on the crowd, but then Chopper uh comes back and tosses Gargano to the outside, and he pulls up the mat, revealing the concrete. It was been a long time, it's probably since the '90s since I seen he would take up the exposed mat to, re to to show the concrete that's there, and I was like, I don't know what these two guys are about to do, but they about to do some crazy spots on there. But before we even get to the concrete spot, we got to go over to the announce table where uh, Tommaso Ciampa is taking off the announce table, trying to clear it, trying to put him through it. And then he gives a six suplex off the announce table onto the floor. And his head, you can hear his head smack the floor. And that had to hurt. It had to hurt. So, uh, I... um. 
I, I was like a little shocked by that. I was like, I don't know how they're going to get out of this one at all. So, uh, Chopper goes back and still working on Gargano. He takes these two crutches from this fan. I guess, you know, the planet fan that was in, in uh, the the the, um, the audience. These two crutches, and then he wants to work on Gargano, and then Gargano reverses out of him, and he starts, he's fighting back. He, there's a point where he hits the Gargano, uh, hits the, the, the Gorgano escape, and uh, he he tried to get a rope break. There's no rope breaks in the matchup, and then he finally pulls Gargano off of him. The Cod Creek spot was where he was looks like he was about to do. I forgot like that white noise on there. I was like, if he do that, he's dead. He you can't protect him doing that kind of move. Let's say Mick Foley would even probably try that move, and Gargano. Hits the sunset powerbomb on on Tommaso Ciampa right on the concrete, and the body just smacks the concrete, and it is just painful to watch. It is because they are really putting their bodies through something here. Now the ending was more of a storytelling thing, like the, like the unsanctioned. Like it wasn't like a Shawn Michaels Triple H unsanctioned where they had trash cans and chairs and tables and ladders. It's not that kind of uh, steel steps. It's not that kind of unsanctioned match. This match was more of the storytelling element. The most, the only weapon they really used was uh, the, the crutches. And but the spots that they wanted them to do, like on the concrete and suplex off the announce table and stuff like that. And also, Tommaso Ciampa backdrop Gorgano through the little uh, NXT plywood part of the announce table. And I, I was like, I finally realized that, that I finally realized that was made out of wood. I never knew that. But um. Those were like the spots right there. But Ciampa goes into the ring and he does the knee to the corner like like the, the, the DIY move they used to do with one in the corner doing the knee. That one do the super kick. So he does that to Gorgano. Gorgano kicks out. We got a lot of false finishes in this match when he thought it was over. Gorgano gets hit uh, with the crutch. He gets that. Uh, I forgot what Ciampa's move is called where he does the powerbomb, puts the knees up into your back. He does that. Gorgano still kicks out. I'm just like, man, you, uh, you, you're, you're doing it right now, Gargano. You're doing it right now. Also, where, uh, where Ciampa did his knee in the corner, Giant Gargano fights back and does his super kick from the corner. Also, and it, lo it looks like he kicks out Ciampa's tooth. I'm pretty sure that's just probably spit, but it looks like a tooth that came out. I'm not sure. There's no report of that as of yet. But uh, he goes to pin uh, Ciampa. Ciampa kicks out. He goes, try goes for the ten punch on top, and then uh, Champa picks him up, does the power bombs and knees off the top rope. I'm like, well, damn, there it is, right there. One, two, he kicks out. Champa does not know what to do after this. He takes the knee brace off, rolls down the knee, the knee pad, uh, have uh, just a exposed knee, and as he's running, Gargano hits Champa with the knee brace, and uh, Chopper like kind of crumbles down, and he get he breaks the crutch in half over in the corner. The one crutch that they was using already breaks in half. He comes over to him like he's about to stab him in the head with it, and then Chopper's just like, "No, look, I I can't do no more. Don't do this to me, Johnny. Don't do this to me, Johnny Wrestling." And it looks like Gargano's falling for it. I'm just like, "God, come on, come on, don't do this. Don't be the, the you know the stupid because they make faces look dumb." But I like how he, he sits next to him, kind of like how uh, 
Tommaso Ciampa did to him. And then he takes the knee brace. He swings for Gargano. He ducks. He hits it for the Gargano escape. But uh, Ciampa gets out of it. And then uh, he says, no, I'm going to do an STF. But I'm going to use Gargano's knee, the STF, and use the knee brace right on his face. And uh, Ciampa taps out. Johnny Gargano wins the match. And that's what it should have been. He needs to stay on NXT. Have a happy moment. Candice LeRae comes out. And it was just great. Because he's been losing all these matches. That was the whole point of the storyline. If you follow the storyline. The way he lost all these matches to Amos. He lost his job to Amos. Selena Vega was distracting him with the DIY shirt. He has not been winning all his matches. He started winning. It had to come up. But he really has not been winning his matches. He needed to win this match. That which catch up the storyline. Now I don't think the storyline is over yet. But him winning the match. It was really significant. This match gets an A from me. A. Now. Overall, NXT TakeOver was exhausting. It was exhausting because it was a great match after good match after good match after great match after great match. And I'm just like, this is the, now this, when I said earlier in the review that what I think that WWE benefits from when they do WrestleMania, these things like this, is that there are breaks. There are breaks in between to the point where it's just like, okay, look. You have the buffer matches. You have your bathroom break matches. And I'm not saying you can have a, a great show. Now, everybody wants to say WrestleMania 17 is the greatest WrestleMania ever was. But if you look at WrestleMania 17, there are a lot of buffer matches, such as the six-man tag team match between with Taz and the APA and the right to censor. If that was today, that would be a pre-show match. Eddie Guerrero versus Tess. If that was today, that would be a pre-show match. The Gimmick Battle Royal. If that was today, that would never be on the show. See what I'm saying? There are matches on there to help break up. When you have you can't have good when you have good match after good match after great match after great match after great match. There's there's no there, there's no room to take a breath like whew, let me get myself together and come back. So <clears throat> I know everybody saying it's the greatest takeover ever. WrestleMania can't compete with this. They probably can't. But I still don't think WrestleMania is going to be a bad show because everybody wants to just say WWE is going to suck at it. No, they, the WrestleMania got one of the better, the best cards they've ever had in years. This has the potential to be the greatest WrestleMania ever. But they do have those breaks in between because you're going to need those breaks. From NXT, New Orleans, there was no breaks. We was 0 to 100 with just different unique creative ways to do matches with all the people came out there all the superstars wanted to top one another and it showed it showed that they wanted to top one another in each match and i'm telling you it did not disappoint it was good it was great so overall nxt takeover new Orleans gets an a plus from me post down in the comments down below if you guys enjoyed nxt takeover uh, New Orleans, and what would you grade it? If you guys are listening, also, I'm going to put this up on the podcast from the No Gimmick Cena side, NXT TakeOver Review, or we are Stitcher if you have Android, iTunes if you have iPhone, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Speaker, and uh, shout out to Specialist Productions who, I coll- uh, who we are collaborating with. Links will all be in the description below, so make sure you guys can check that out if you're on the podcast on YouTube. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button for more wrestling videos. Doing WrestleMania weekend, I will be back to give a WrestleMania review. I plan on that review being long, so I will edit one down for YouTube and one be on the podcast. So once again, this is NC in the place to be. Chill Twenty Minutes and the Nerd Coalition is out.
orgasm to your ears, welcome to the show We don't need any gimmicks, you already know So sit back, relax, and hit the like button Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming Swag on trivia and prompts top five Either way it's fun and you're hearing it live Join with your host Mr. A&E Yeah you know it's the place to be, it's NC Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Do Choose. Light, comfy, good to go to.